Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Father, we thank you because your covenant is eternal. Your promises, they are new every morning. Every time we look into you, we'll find out your power, your grace, your life. And we connect to what you're doing, oh God. Thank you, our God. Your promise is real today. Regardless of what we have experienced, your promise still stands. And great is your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. The sparrow and the swallow. This is not the title of the message. I just want to tell you about two birds. One is called the sparrow. The other one is called the swallow. Right. So two birds. Just birds. Okay. Next slide. This is the sparrow. How many of you have seen the sparrow before? It's actually a very chirpy bird. The good. I mean, if you heard that sound before. That is the sound of the sparrow. <laughs> this is the and this is the nest of the sparrow. This is what this nest of the sparrow looks like. If you've seen those trees that have like a lot of nests, that's normally sparrows. Do you understand? Okay, next slide. And this is a swallow. Have you ever seen those birds that fly very fast? Come near the ground and just go. That's the swallow. Do you understand? And they are very common birds. Very, very common. In every continent of the world. They are everywhere. They are in Africa. I grew up with these birds, literally. You know, they will fly into the ground. And then go like right back up. So why they fly so fast? They swallow. Why they fly so fast? Because they pick up their food in the air. So if they see an insect flying, they eat mostly insects. If they see an insect flying, they just go speed, and it's gone. Abinchi, you know now. That's how I mean, the food is ready. Abinchi, you know now. So, and these are the babies of the swallow. You can see obviously why their name is swallow. <laughs> and their nest is made of mud. Is very different from the sparrow. The sparrow's nest is made of twigs, while the swallow's nest is made of mud. Two very common birds, very, very common in every city in the world, they are available in every town, in every continent, except in Antarctica, all for obvious reasons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so these birds actually are the birds that never find a home. They never find a home. They never at rest. They wander around. They never at home anywhere until the time when they want to give birth. Then something will happen. A desire will come inside of them to build something. Something where to lay their young. Something where to put their babies. And that's why I showed you the nest of both. So the Bible talks about these two birds. 
Psalm 84. Verse 1. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. But listen to verse 2. Even the sparrow. Let's read that together if you have it. Even the sparrow has found a home. And a swallow a nest for herself. Where she may lay her young. Do you see that? Even so, when you read the Bible, sometimes you need to go and st study what you've been reading the scripture. What's a sparrow? What's a swallow? And how come? The, what does this even mean? So, sometimes when you don't unpack the meaning of a scripture, it, you lose it. Do you realize what the Bible was saying? That even the most common birds who never have a place to stay, even them, when we find our place in God. Even though we are common, even though we are ordinary, when we find a home in God, we will be like the swallow who found a nest for her young. Or a sparrow who found a home. Something else you don't know is the amount of danger the eggs of these two animals go through. So a particular time, serpents can climb trees, I hope you know. And they love eggs. So the only thing that the sparrow depends on is their mass. Do you understand? They will peck at any snake that tries to come and uh, sometimes knock down. But some snakes are just too swift and they will eat a lot of the eggs. Do you see how dangerous it is? But even the sparrow has found a home. And you know the nest for the swallow is normally not in the wild. It's actually a home. They are always the ones who build those things by the side of the wall, somewhere there. I mean, we've seen those things by the side of the wall, those things made of mud. That's the swallow. And that thing is dangerous because lizards actually also go to attack those eggs and anything that can crawl. So, when the Bible says we are like these people, the Bible is comparing all of us to swallow and sparrow and where they may lay their young. So it goes on and says, Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Selah. Think about this. Think about this. Those who dwell in the house of God, those who dwell in the presence of God, those who dwell in the flow of the Spirit, connect to God and the praise of God will still flow out of them they will always find a resting place they will always find a place to nest they will always find a place to dwell in do you guys understand this so the next is verse 4 it says blessed is the man whose strength is in you whose heart is set on a pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baker they make it a spring the rain also covers it with bulls. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Verse 9. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed one. 
So God pours out something of those who appears before him in Zion. So go through a valley of Baker. That's another message. But that's not where I want to stay today. Is actually the whole idea of the fact that you can find a home in God. The title of the message this morning is A Place to Belong. A Place to Belong. The courts of God is a place to belong to. The presence of God is a place to belong to. This is actually not just a church building or something about Ecclesia Hills or, or with this other denomination or that other. It's actually about a place where you can call home. As you go through the journey of life, everyone needs a home. You need a place to rest. You need a place where you can feel confident. You need a place where you can actually take take out time to lay yourself down in the stress that life can be every day lots of people don't know where to call home this week i've been in all sorts of discussions with people who feel disempowered by nigeria business is becoming hard they feel powerless to make impact to change anything to improve their lot they feel the spiraling cause of things the insecurity is growing. Even lovers of Nigeria, traditional people who love Nigeria are throwing in the towel. So the poor and the uneducated get out of Nigeria by sea and by land and go to Libya and try to cross the Mediterranean into Greece and Spain. The rich and educated try to go out to Nigeria by getting international jobs and also by emigrating to Canada. Australia, New Zealand, China, South Africa, and even Ghana. Life is all about influence and power. We need that capacity to influence things, to innovate, to bring initiatives, to curry the potential of our kids. We need the faculty, the mental acumen to lead the people who call us mentors. We need money to buy property and live. We need competence for our jobs and the ability to function in what we call our roles in life. We need that power. We need the power to hold on to an opinion in our club, among our friends. We need a place. We need an idea. We need something. We need something we're looking for. Everybody needs that something. We feel like there's something that if we can find that something, like if we can find that something, that that something is what will make our life good and take us to a new level. And raise us up to a platform we feel like there's that something everybody has that sense of the fact that they're waiting for that something let me call that something power say power 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 to prevail in life so that thing is what drives the struggle of life the hustle of man is based on that something that man is looking for the struggle for power globally we see the struggle for power in the arab world 
How many of you remember two years ago when the Allied forces pursued the Islamic State in Mosul and also in Aleppo? How many of you remember the time when Goodluck Jonathan hired mercenaries to come and battle Boko Haram in Sambisa Forest and broke them to pieces within one week? How many of you remember that? And then we could do a general election. That's like it was possible. Do you understand? That's power. We've seen over 20 years of war in Afghanistan, Yemen, Iraq, Egypt, Nigeria, and across North Africa. How many of you know that there's a harsh kidnapping going on in the Niger Delta, in eastern Nigeria, in Benue, in Plateau states? How many of you know that on the road from Kaduna to Abuja, there's a hideout there where there's kidnapping going on every day? So it's money. And that's why Patience Good Luck was saying, all the money you are sharing, there is God. And we were laughing not realizing that that woman knew exactly what she was saying. For them, it was all down to how much money they were distributing. And we're mocking her while she was speaking truth from her heart. Right? Power, money, influence. The quest for this is destructive. An African proverb says, where two elephant fights, the grass suffers. As this fight is going on by the high and mighty, people in Nigeria are feeling more and more disempowered. People have nowhere to lay their heads. People are looking for businesses to work. People are looking for things to work. People are trying to control institutions. So people are dissatisfied. The more we look for power, the more we lack it. We feel marginalized. Students are crying out that education is killing them. Feminists are crying out that males are controlling the world and emasculating and degrading women. Men are crying out that women have too much rights and that women are killing the men. Right. And all of them saying they are now depressed. Doctors lack the power to cure diseases even after they've done their best. On the average, the more people try to run after power, the more they lack it. It's against this lack of comfort that we begin to read the Bible. And look at what the Bible says. When we think about the world, that the world offers no comfort, no succor, then we have to listen into God. What does God have to say? When people say marriages are not working, men have no power to be men and serve in their home. Women have no power to submit to their men and allow a, a union. Everything is falling apart. The children are going crazy. The world is going berserk. So where do we find power? That is when you have to stop for a moment and ask, what does God say? Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Santuma Haya Luce Kanamba. We lean on your Holy Spirit this morning. We lean on your grace. Lean on your power. Yes, do your awesome work in us, O God. How we connect to that which you're speaking over us. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has 
called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust the world is experiencing destruction from lust lust for power lust for money lust for sex lust for the things lust drives the world nuts lost wanting more desiring more wanting for more is killing the world but God says according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by this you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss his divine nature god's divine nature gives us two things all things that pertain to one life what is life doing business talking to people engaging your compound neighborhood association taking your children to school that's life what else is life club what else eating education getting knowledge for your mind this is all part of life what else is life you said the kind of things that are life. normal everyday life going to work coming back eating sleeping that's life so god has given all things that pertain to life then what is godliness Godliness is actually spirituality, spiritual power, like flowing in the spirit, accessing to the spiritual, the grace inside of God, the power to enter into heaven, the ability to go into the place where God is and bring that life, the ability to vibe with God, the ability to, to be a spiritual man, the, the ability to, to crack the whip in the spirit and say, oh no, I cannot agree, I'm going to move this wall down. The ability to stand up against the devices of the devil, the devil comes against you, push back and say, no, God has given us all the things we need for both life and for godliness his divine power his divine power that is home god is home god is home god is what you're looking for many times we're looking for this thing in everywhere there's a divine power that god has provided for the people of the earth there's a power they've rejected that men reject. Many people are sitting here, even this morning. I know I'm not under the impression that because you came to church, you've accepted God's power. We still, in many ways, reject the fact that God's power is the final power. We look for power here. We look for power there. We look for strength here. We look for strength there. Of course, it's okay to explore. But because you're exploring everywhere, you're reading the six and seven books of Moses, you're reading the 48 laws of power, you're reading how to how Guru Maharaji does his power, you're reading uh, In the Light of Truth by Erushin, you're reading all types of junk, right? And then you're comparing to the Bible. So you're like, okay, why must it be the Bible? And I hear this argument by all young people these days, like, why must it be the Bible? Why can't it be another book? Like, you have to choose, right? They're not all the same. Don't practice syncretism and expect the power of God to work for you. 
what you're doing is a mixture of all types of religion it's like you're doing a concussion it's like okay uh, there's medicine for, for for headache there's medicine for panadol so you now said okay i don't know which one is going to be which so i carry uh tramadol penicillin uh ampicillin ampiclocks what other drugs do you guys know name them imagine we mix all of this inside a cocktail and say yes it's medicine now let's just drink it why can't all the medicine be the same do you know that's what we do spiritually you must make a decision to make god your home the man who understood god this was the psalm of the sons of asaph they said how lovely is your dwelling place O lord god of hosts even the sparrow has found a home uh, and the swallow a nest for her young blessed are those who dwell in your house blessed are those who live in the presence of god blessed are those who flow in the spirit of god there is a power we can access in god to make our work efficient on earth there is a grace that can help us create today God is not just watching us from a distance and seeing whether we're going to fail. His power is here right now. There's the power to heal the sick. Every time I see diseases like cancer, like HIV, like malaria, like AIDS, like sickle cell, like hepatitis B, I feel broken and I begin to pray for more power. It's not about making big claims. It's not about saying that I, I am healing this. I've seen miracles in my lifetime. But it's not enough. It's not enough. Listen to say to someone, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. As long as there are children breaking at the head of every street, as long as there are beggars on, on, on Lekki Expressway, as long as people live under the bridge in Lagos, as long as men are hungry and, and hurting, as long as people walk in banks, they can't wait to go and sniff cocaine, as long as people live in Airtel, but they are falling under the grace, as long as people are under heroin addiction i am not satisfied i am not satisfied because men desire power they're looking for a home they're looking for power to fix the broken nation they're looking for power in the bible says in the book of isaiah chapter 61 that you are rebuilders of ancient ruins that you are restorers of fallen desolations that the grace of restoration is upon us we have the power to raise our children we have the power the bible says as for me and the children who the lord has given me they are for signs and wordness in their generation we have the power to create wealth you know some of you actually believe like christianity is actually an oath to poverty and that god wants all of us to be poor we're reading a book at uh, dna hill spirit supernatural school distortion and it says okay well <laughs> i'm sure all of you guys know what i'm going to say who read that book as well who knows what I'm talking about? 
So he said, um, since they believe poverty is equal to holiness, um, he actually told Wanga he can't wait for the guy to lose his beautiful house and his beautiful truck. Since you believe in poverty so much, why not practice what you believe? Why not be poor? You know, since you believe pastors should be holy and live in abject poverty, why not you start by leading by example? Most of the people who critique people for being rich are actually rich themselves. Do you understand? So, I'm not saying you should be covetous, but I'm saying that if you believe poverty so much is, is the same as holiness, why don't you practice poverty as a life? Many people who have done this in America, they have a welfare state, they have like good stuff, medicine, they leave it and say, that, okay, they're going to go and live in the outback. There's even a few movies to this. There's one movie I watched a few years ago. The guy went and he died in the outback, living in the cold and in the desert of life. He actually did die. <laughs> Trying to practice the frugal life, how to live on nothing. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. Do you understand? So, when we talk about this, many people actually don't realize that God still expects you to build by faith. Part of what people lack is the power to build by faith. Everything you do that is not by faith, God doesn't like it. I took my family out of Nigeria to go to a foreign country as a missionary by faith. Do you understand? I didn't have the resources to self-sustain without anyone sending me to go. I went there by faith. When the time was up and God was asking me to come back to Nigeria, people were asking me, don't you think it looks like you're a failure, you've gone abroad and you're returning? People asked me that same question when I was moving from my house in Ikoyi to my BQ in VGC. Don't you think like moving from Ikoyi to VGC is like you have failed? That God will take you forward, he will never take you back. See, guess what? I don't give two hoots about failing. I don't care about it. I can reduce, I can increase. I'm not a slave to it. You live by the supernatural. God told me seven years is what you need to come out of this season and put you in. Don't travel. Don't go anywhere. And in seven years, I didn't leave Nigeria. 2006 to 2013, I didn't leave Nigeria. I didn't go anywhere. Seven years. God told me seven years. And in those years, he established me as a pastor. As a pastor. Got me out of my career got me out of it, made me a pastor. I have been running away from this pastoral thing. My friend Nava is here. He knew when I was a pastor in Jos. <laughs> 25 years ago, before I quietly tiptoed out of the town and came to Lagos, started making money and making moves. <laughs> this thing caught up with me again. God doesn't expect you to live any other way. He wants you to live in Him. God is your living place. He's your home. He's that person you're looking for. Many Christians don't realize this, but God is who you're looking for. We play church a lot. We try to do all these religious things, but God is who you are looking for. He is your home. 
your husband cannot give you what God will give you. A marriage, a child, nothing can give you what God wants to give you in him. He is your dwelling place. The sons of Asaph said, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. The presence of God is home. God's agenda for you is home. Living for faith and going somewhere with God is home. Get used to this idea and you will find peace. Get used to the idea that God is your home. He's your dwelling place. As a swallow, as a sparrow, as you fly through the earth, God is your living place. He's the one you nest in. He's the one you lay your seed in. He's the one you plant your future in. He's the one who can hold you up and lead you into your world. God is who you are looking for. You don't have to arrive today. It's a journey. You don't have to arrive today. It's a journey. But you can agree with the journey. The first step is for you to make peace with the journey. It's for you to agree that you want to go on this journey with God. God brings you from strength to strength to strength to strength. So this is the time for you to preach to someone. Say, my neighbor, we preach in this church. We're all preachers. Say to them, we're all preachers. Listen to me. You need to go on a journey. You need to go on a journey. Point, point to them with your holy finger. Your index finger is very holy. You need to go on a journey. You need to go on a journey. Don't think. Don't think that the place where you are is enough. There's another place. It's called home. It's in the arms of God. It's in the presence of God. All those who open themselves up will begin to find that extra something. That life in the spirit. That flow with God. Say, I decree upon you. Lay your hands on them and say, I decree upon you. A flow in the spirit. You will have divine life. You will have divine power. You will understand God. Your eyes will be open in the spirit. And so shall you be strong in the Lord. You will be strong. Hold them. Hold them and say you will be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. You will make God your dwelling place. He will see you through. He will see you through. In every situation. He will see you through. He will see you through. He will see you through in every situation. He will see you through. How powerful are those who make God, the Lord, their dwelling place. Santo Mohaila Masando Zayala. A place to be belong. A place to belong. A place to call home. A place to find peace. A place to find refuge. Those who go with God. Go from strength to strength. They appear before God in Zion. When they pass through the valley of weeping. They make it a spring. When they pass through dry places. They turn it around. 
when there's a holy partnership with God you have the power you have the power you're looking for there's power in God there's divine life in God you will heal the sick you will raise the dead in your generation you will see the manifestation of God through your hands the working of miracles will be real when you meet people with problems the grace of God will come upon you you will be a center for solutions you'll be a solutions provider you'll not be powerless you'll not be empty in the name of Jesus Christ you are operate by divine life you are operate by divine timing the hand of God will be upon you the Lord of hosts will raise up a standard of righteousness upon you and you shall be his anointed you shall be his anointed I hear the Spirit of God saying, I'm looking for men and women who will make their home in me. Make your home in me. Let me be your dwelling place. I am the one you're looking for. I am the one you're looking for. I am the object of your affection. I am what you need. I am what you want. I am what you want. Santo Mosiah Lee Krishna. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.